Welcome to Island Ghost Radio. I'm Mike Taylor. I'm Diane Constell. And I'm Erica Popino. Erica. What? Erica. <laughs> the grand poobah of pasta. <laughs> Screw you. Oh, you hate that commercial, do you? I don't haven't seen it in a while. Thank God. <laughs> Erica, who's on our show tonight? Tonight our guest is Mike Ghirardelli. He's the founder and lead investigator for Shower, Shower World. Shower World. <laughs> yes. I yeah. always wanted to go to Shower World. <laughs> Sounds exciting. It's I, a fun place. I love faucets. <laughs> it's a great place. You should visit it. It's showerworld.com. Probably isn't such a place. <laughs> no, I meant to say Shadow World Paranormal Studies down in St. Petersburg, Florida. <laughs> Florida, as New Yorkers say. Florida. Ah, uh, yes, he will be coming up soon. But we just wanted to give a quick thanks to Dan Martinez. We were on his show last night, Voices of the Night. No, Voices in I the said Night. That. It's Voices in the Night. No, it's Voices of the Night. Look it up. Okay, well, one of those. Either way. <laughs> Look it up. Uh, it's you, NYGHT. Yes. Yes, and you can visit his show. Oh, that stands for New York Ghost Hunting Team. Yes, you can visit his show at nygheteam.com. Check it out. It's a great show. Good group. Good group. Yes. And we have a poll. Uh-oh. We you know do. Means? It means corny music. Yes, there's a poll up on our Island Ghost Radio website that you can vote in right now. And that poll question is, which haunting in Connecticut do you prefer? There were two versions of a haunting in Connecticut. There was the theatrical release this year, and I believe the 2002... Documentary. Di- yes, the Discovery Channel documentary. Mm-hmm. Which one do you like better? Go vote. Because who do we have on the show next week? We're having Carmen Reed. Carmen Reed was the actual mother in the story, in The Haunting in Connecticut. And I can't wait to talk to her. Yes, that's going to be great. All right, let's go to a voicemail that we received. Uh, this was someone I was in communication with on MySpace. Or was it Facebook? Ugh. MySpace. Who, who knows the difference? I, You know, I, I have to... Can I digress for a minute here? No, no, I, I want to digress. Okay. <laughs> I'm really suffering from digression. (laughs) I'm really getting tired of keeping track of all these social networks. There's too many. And you know what? I'm not really a fan of Facebook, but everybody seems to be on there. It's it's just different. It's just different. But like all the passwords you have to remember, and then you have to check like so many more. Never mind your emails. Yeah. And now there's that whole Twitter thingy. Yeah, I'm not not going there. Anybody who twitters is a twat. That's what happens if you twit someone, you twat them. What so, does that entail? Well, you know, like I just twitted, so I twatted. <laughs> no. What if What if you Facebook somebody? Doesn't that hurt? Uh, oh yes. Facebook you twat. They should just combine all three social things to be called my twat face. <laughs> That's a great idea. Can we start my twat face? Yeah. MyTwatFace.com. Okay. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. That's a great idea. As we speak, someone's buying the URL. (laughs) 
Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a porn site. Probably is. <laughs> uh, but yes, I was communicating back and forth with this woman star on MySpace, and she wanted to tell her ghost story, so I encouraged her to call our voicemail and leave it. It's kind of long, but interesting. Where is she from? You know... California? Yes, I believe California. Baker, not Bakersfield. Um, Oakland? I believe she Oakland, is. Oakland, California. All right, so let's go to her voicemail. Hi, um, my name is Star. I got a request from, I guess, the person that runs your MySpace, a very nice man named Mike. And um, he had asked me if I wanted to share a ghost story. And I had this plan. Um, well, first I want to say that your show is wonderful, and I just love it. And I, I'm so glad that I found it on uh, MySpace. And um, thank you for inviting me to tell my story. I had plans to um, to write it out, and I think I'm just going to wing it because <laughs> uh, it has to be natural, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's a true story. So I've had a lot of ghost experiences, but I would say that this one um, is one where I saw a full apparition and it's unexplainable. I'm not sure if it was a um, ghost that was living in my basement, which I've had from uh, the prior people that lived there had had the experience with, which was a young girl, or if it was a guardian angel. Um, at the time in my life, uh, things weren't so great for me. And uh, I hope this doesn't downplay my experience because in the time, at the time I was a drug addict back then, I'm so lucky to have the life I have now. And um, I definitely think it was a guardian spirit, which is how I'd probably like to look at it. Um, I know for a fact that there were things watching out for me uh, with the way things were. Anyways, I'll get to the experience. Uh, maybe you guys can tell me what you think it is. It's pretty intense. I don't know where many people have this experience. Actually, I don't think I've read about it anywhere. But um, and I read a lot. I have a lot of books. Uh, ghosts have always been, probably, maybe because of my experiences, but I'm just fascinated. Something in me is just fascinated by the spirit world. So here's the experience. I had um, been up for a few days, <laughs> and put it that way, and I had taken in this girl that didn't have anywhere to live, and I had fed her and gave her her own bed for three days, and we were just hanging out, doing our bad thing we did back then. And um, she, of course, uh, tried to rob me and tried to steal my house keys and ate all my roommate's food, and we had to kick her out, and it felt really bad. And I remember just feeling just complete loneliness emptiness, really, really sad, and could not control my crying, probably because of what I had done to myself there. And um, I went to bed, and in order to give myself some peace, I had this slide projector that a roommate had given me, um, and I had all these slides of the Grand Canyon. So I had all these little old people in the corner, and I, um, I found a picture that didn't have the old people in it, and I put the Grand Canyon behind my bed. And my bed was, there was a space between my bed and the window of about three feet. And uh, I went to sleep, and I had been crying really hard, you know. Uh, of course, because of the lack of sleep and the crying, I was out like, like a night, you know what I mean? I was just deep, heavy sleep, no dreams, just blackness. <laughs> and um, for some reason, 
I shot out of bed exorcist style. It was about dawn, like the sunlight was just coming in the window. And uh, I shot up and looked to my right, like my soul was saying, there's something in the room with you. Get up and look at it, you know. And I shot up really fast and looked to my right, and I got about maybe two or three seconds of a white form standing next to my bed and straight out of the movies, like bright light emanating from it. And I just squint my eyes, and you could barely make out a form in the middle of it. It was standing right next to my bed, right next to me between the bed and the window. And uh, I guess when I shot out of bed like that and looked like that, because I would have scared myself, <laughs> let alone like something in the room, it disappeared. And the reason why I know that my experience was real and it wasn't a dream was the force of it disappearing. Um, it disappeared so fast that it created a wind, and the wind blew back my curtains, blew back my hair, blew my blankets, just a whoosh, and disappeared. And then I will say, without looking at me saying, um, it turned into this amoebic figure, kind of, like, like you could barely make out, like a neon pattern. And there was a wall fan at the foot of my bed at the time, and, you know, it built into the wall, and it flew into my fan. And you would think that I would have been like, oh, my God, what was that? Totally freaked out. For some reason, I felt very comfortable about what had happened, and I just laid back down and went back to sleep. Like, either A, I knew it was there the whole time, or B, it was something that I knew that guards me. It felt very safe. And that's another reason why I think um, it's one of my favorite ghost stories, because I felt so um, so comfortable with it. And I went back to sleep, and then I woke up later in the day, and I told my roommate about it. And she, this is going to sound funny with my story, but she was kind of kooky, and I don't really believe her. <laughs> she said that, um, oh, yeah, things open and close doors up here all the time. And then uh, I, I don't... I don't know. We didn't get along, and I had to move out. So <laughs> I'll just say that about that. But um, but I will say that another reason why I knew it was real is because the next night I went to sleep, and I had nothing in my system. I think I was still probably very depressed. I wasn't a very happy person back then. But uh, I went back to sleep, and again, it was just daybreak. And this time I was laying on my stomach, and my head was turned to the right and it was facing my my bedroom door and mind you this is a basement space where I lived it was a basement space of like six rooms I was paying 225 a month it was kind of awesome but there was like you know it was kind of a creepy place anyway I never thought it was creepy but people were like oh my god you live in some creepy place <laughs> but um yeah so I was laying on my stomach and my head was turned to the right and all of a sudden, for no reason, again, I was in a deep, heavy sleep, and this time my eyes just opened really fast. And I guess I scared whatever it was again. I didn't see anything this time, but my bedroom door swung open and slammed shut like something had run out of the room. So I'm torn between uh, an old friend of mine um, who had lived there before me had had an experience where he heard like a, ch a little girl's voice one time when he slept down there. And there were small things that happened. I had a boyfriend that lived with me once down there. And uh, I guess, like, it would 
pick up his stuff and throw it sometimes. He would tell me about it. And I, like a coat hanger, I think, that was hanging out a pipe above him, like swung and flew. But uh, other than that, there was never any experiences there. I'm pretty sure that if it was a ghost, it didn't want to harm me. And I still think I, half of me wants to believe that it, it was a guardian spirit or my grandmother or something because I was feeling so bad that it was trying to be there for me or I, I don't know what it was doing protecting me. Uh, I know that uh, when you have a weak spirit, when you're having a hard time, it's really great when you have something watching out for you. And I do feel like back then um, I had a weak, a weak spirit. And I am very grateful for the life I have now and uh, that I get to do really great things like pursue things I'm interested in, like ghosts. And that's my story, and I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you played on the show. I'm really excited about that. Uh, for me, it was an honor, and uh, your friend Mike, um, very sweet to invite me. And thank you. Have a good night. All right, bye-bye. That guy, Mike, is a really nice guy. We should have him on the show. She doesn't know him very well, does she? <laughs> <laughs> that was me, Star. Oh, That was very touching. We multitask here at yeah, Ghost Radio. That was. Um that was a, yes, very touching story. Heartfelt. It sounds to me like it could have been a guardian spirit, maybe. Someone that... looking out for her, realizing she was in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling it, it was good because if there's no fear attached, then I think it's a positive. Yeah. Right? There's no negative, like, feelings. Yeah, it was probably something familiar, probably something from a past life, maybe. Well, the fact that she was so comfortable that she was able to fall back to sleep the first time. Like, oh, she actually felt comforted by it. Yeah, we hear stories like that a lot where people feel comfort from the spirit. It's like they feel familiar with it. And I wonder if that has to do with like past lives, like maybe another spirit we knew in another life or a spirit we knew on the other side, maybe. Family member that's passed on. Who knows? I like to think that my mom and my grandparents are there with me. Yeah. But that was a... A very good story, Star. We thank you for calling and leaving that. Yes, thank you very much. Thanks, Star. And if anybody else has a ghost story they want to share, what is our number, Diane? It's 631-676-1079, as always. Yes. Give us a call. Share your story if you wish. Or just breathe heavily and moan into the phone. That'll do. That'll just make Mike happy. <laughs> Oddly enough, it would. <laughs> I think it'd be funny. All right, we're going to take a quick little musical interlude break. Oh, good. I need an interlude. <laughs> I haven't had a good interlude in a while. <laughs> and we will be right back with... Mike Ghirardelli. Mike. Does he have any chocolate? <laughs> Mike Ghirardelli. No, not the chocolate. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Island Ghost Radio.
Tonight we have on Mike Ghirardelli. Mike has been a student on the paranormal since his childhood, when things that go bump in the night would make their presence known to him. After years of personal study of the paranormal, Mike joined a local ghost group and has never looked back. Mike is currently the founder and lead investigator for Shadow World Paranormal Studies, which is based out of St. Petersburg, Florida. Welcome, Mike. Hi, how are you? Good. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Hey, no problem. It's a pleasure being here. Mike, what got you started in the paranormal? Uh, did you have an experience? Well, pretty much my entire life I've, I've had uh, just situations where I would see things, uh, especially as a child. And, and, of course, you know, a lot of children see things that aren't really, you know, there supposedly. But uh, uh, really, myself, I, it was an inherited gift, I would say, from my own mother. She was the, uh, she was the one that if we went to, uh, to move into a home, she was the one who went in first to make sure that the house was, was clean so that we could move into it or what have you. Oh, really? And, yeah, she was, she was very good at that. And um, I picked up that same gift from her uh, as I've gotten older and you know, throughout life and what have you, different things that I've experienced in my own life. I've uh, really, it was just something that I knew that one day I had to do. I had to join a paranormal group, um, especially when Ghost Hunters came out and, and that type of show you right. know, was on the air more. Uh, it was just a, I was just, I felt compelled to do it. I really had, in my view, I really had no choice. I had to do it. Mike, just out of curiosity, um, what religion was your mom? Um, well, she was um, raised Catholic. Okay. That's she wasn't a practicing Catholic um, when I was a child, but she had uh, she had attended Catholic school and was actually confirmed Catholic. Right. Um, as a as a teenager. So you started your own group. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about your team? Sure. Uh, Shadow World Paranormal Studies. Uh, we're located here in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, our group, I like to think, is a little uh, unique in the sense that when we go in to actually do an investigation, we do go in, of course, to look for any type of uh, scientific evidence or what have you, but uh, we also like to go in and see if we can do, do any type of a communication with the spirit or spirits, as it, as it may be, that are in a residence and uh, basically try to get them to make their presence known Pretty much, not necessarily by any means necessary, but we, we do try to, I, I wouldn't use the word provoke. Provoke is kind of a, a word that's been really... You're probably looking for the word entice. Entice may be a better word for it, exactly. I don't want to go in there and, and you know, if it's if it's a, a really calm, benevolent spirit, I don't want to change that, <laughs> so to speak. You know, yeah. I don't want to you make just want to make it, it attractive. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to be standing there going, come on out, you punk. <laughs> yeah, you'll get your you reaction. Know, I mean, and I, I don't want to necessarily name any particular shows or what have you that are on the air now, but um, there is one that is on a particular uh, channel um, on cable that they tend to do that quite a lot, and they do get... I'll say it, Extreme Paranormal? No, no, not that one. Oh, have Ghost, you seen, Ghost Adventures? Have you seen that Ghost one? Adventures. Ghost yeah. Adventures. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen Extreme Paranormal? It's awful. Um, I, I haven't, and I and the reason why is because I've heard the exact same thing yeah. about the show. I just I I would rather watch uh, Ghost Adventures. I really do enjoy watching. Of course, it is a, a television paranormal show, so right. obviously there are things that I would say are probably uh, a bit built up in right. that sense. Um, I do try to base my investigation similar to what uh, they do on that show on Ghost Adventures, where uh, basically we'll just have three people at any given time inside of a, a home residence or what have you, 
two of us doing our thing and then one person uh, shooting video as a uh, backup, obviously. You know, if we catch anything ourselves or even if we miss something, hey, you know, the guy with the camera caught it. So right. that's, that's pretty much what we try to do. And in and, and doing that, I really don't want to have too much contamination in an investigation with three people. I think that's pretty much that that's it. Yeah, that's a good number. Um, it's hard sometimes when you have like five or six people, especially if it's a little house. Uh, that's just crazy to do that. Uh, we usually only bring like two or three people if it's a house investigation. Exactly. But uh, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to ask you uh, what kind of equipment do you use on investigations? Well, uh, pretty much the general basic um, ghost hunting equipment, EVP. Um, mm-hmm. um, we use um, a tape recorder for that. Um, we'll use, um, of course, um, EMF detectors, um, just very standard basic stuff, uh, video cameras, uh, still photography, and that's pretty much it right now as far as our uh, repertoire of uh, equipment, so to speak. Well, you said you use cassette recorders. Uh, are you opposed to using digital recorders? Not at all, not at all. Um, just as of right now, that's pretty much uh, the equipment that we, uh, that we do have. Um, in the future, we uh, obviously do plan to get some digital um, and it's just so much easier to use digital anyway than a regular uh, tape recorder. Right. For reasons. Right. Well, what kind of places have you investigated? Well, uh, we've done, and right now it's been not a whole lot, being as we are a re- relatively new group. Uh, we have done uh, two homes, two residences, mm-hmm. one of which I am currently residing in. Um, uh, it's 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 been good. It hasn't uh, it hasn't. Uh, it's, it's, it's lived up to its hype, I guess you could say, in my own mind, as far as my own group. Um, right. I have had a few experiences where I didn't expect to have experiences, so it, it really was was rewarding in that way. So you're experiencing things in your own home? Um, I am, actually. Um, I, when I first moved into where I'm at now, um, I kept seeing a uh, – it was a present. It looked like a – just a, the, the typical shadowy figure in the hallway. Yeah. And I would notice that it would always stay in the same area. It would never leave that. It was in the hallway, and so you would never see it, per se, in the kitchen. You wouldn't see it in the bedroom. You wouldn't see it in the living room. It was always in that one area, and I found that quite interesting. Uh, wound up uh, finding out that it's a male presence, and it doesn't like me being here. <laughs> Do you feel threatened? Well, no, I don't necessarily feel threatened. It's more of a sense of him trying to intimidate me. Um, it, it hasn't worked yet. But um, it seems like a good example is it's 2.30 in the morning. I'm laying in bed trying to read to go to sleep, and all of a sudden my door slowly will open up. You know, and Then I'll go over there and say, leave me alone, going to sleep, goodbye, shut the door. And then about 10 minutes later, the door handle, I'll look over and I'll, I'll, I'll hear it and see the door handle start to slowly turn, and then the door open up again. Whoa. Huh. Yeah. And you can sleep. <laughs> oh, I can sleep. I, I, I've, well, I've experienced a lot of stuff like this throughout my life. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you said you investigated, uh, you investigated your house. What uh, Did you come up with anything or just mostly personal experiences? Well, unfortunately, uh, most of it was just personal experiences. Um, I may have caught an EVP. I'm not sure. Um, right now, I'm kind of lacking the equipment to really uh, do a uh, in-depth study on the actual EVP, if you want, even want to call it that. I'm not even sure what it was that I caught, but uh, um, I'm not the only one as well. I mean, I've had others that have had personal experiences with the same feelings that I've had with it um, as well here in the house. Um, caught a few things on on a, on a, on my digital cam, but again, 
I don't know for sure what it is, and I'm not one of those types that'll take a picture of a piece of dust and say it's a ghost. Good, mm-hmm. good for you. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really a, a lot of groups hate me because I tend to debunk their photos on their yeah. uh, websites. So. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because it's a good segue into the hot seat. I want to. Uh... Uh, Oops, there's a hot <laughs> seat. It's, it's Mike's flames. Oh, it's burning. <laughs> um, we want to ask you every poll question, or just about every poll question, we've had on our Island Ghost Radio website. Sure. And you had touched on this a second ago, and so I'll ask you, what do you believe orbs are? Orbs, uh, personal experience, I, 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 I really don't know. I, I can't really give a, a definite answer on it. I do think that they are connected with some type of a spiritual manifestation, again, I myself personally, uh, I'm 50-50 on it. I've, I've seen some that I go, hmm, that's interesting. And then I've seen others where I go, oh, that's just a piece of dust or that's lint or, or a bug or, or what have you. Right. Yeah. As far as orbs, that's that's really my, my, uh, my answer on that. I'm kind of out to lunch on it. I'm not real sure, but I, I do think that there is definitely uh, – some connection between orbs and a manifestation or what have you. Right, but mm. you don't see, I mean, you don't think everything that people are getting photos of is, is, is ghosts. You you can tell oh. the difference between no. dust, moisture, I, and... Exactly. Yeah. And, and bugs. You know, it's an over-imagination. Over you know, you want to catch something so bad that anything you find, oh, that's a ghost. No, right, exactly, ghost. yeah. Yeah. I have to mention... Uh, if we get disconnected, uh, we're sitting here and we're looking out the window and suddenly it's nighttime here and there's a huge flash of light and suddenly we hear boom. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if that came through the mics, but uh, we're in the middle of a thunderstorm oh, here. Well, he's, he, he's in Florida, so he knows he knows about oh, they thunderstorms. Have, wait, you guys have the best thunderstorms down there. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> He's like, very proud yeah, of like that. He makes them. Yeah. <laughs> Capital of the world. You do a great job making those storms. <laughs> Our football teams may stink right now, but we got lightning. <laughs> there you go. All right. Our next hot seat question is... Oops, there's a the hot seat again. <laughs> oh, God. Do you believe paranormal TV shows fake evidence? Well, uh, personal... Um, opinion on that would be i think to a degree they do tend to exaggerate their findings um, now as far as faking their evidence it, i really i can't say for sure because i'm not obviously there during the and doing the investigation as well but i i have seen some things on a few different shows that have made me sit back and go well you know that's a little too good to be true yeah you know yeah. i've grown up experiencing paranormal phenomena if you want to call it that or what have you all my life yeah i've i've seen things felt things have been touched by things have had conversations with things that nobody else saw but me right I, in some of these shows the, the things that, that occur on there i'm thinking to myself wow these guys must be so good that they got the best evp i've ever heard in my life <laughs> yeah i hear you but again i can't say for sure they fake it i, I don't know but so you would say it's safe to say that some of them exaggerate I, I would definitely, for TV ratings and what have you, I would definitely say that there is a uh, extreme amount of exaggeration on a few um, different episodes of various shows. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, the next question. Uh-oh. Uh, Carl Orff time. Oh, 
The question is, what is a demon? <clears throat> My interpretation of a demon. Yes. Now, are we referring to ex-wives or are we referring to... <laughs> <laughs> Every single person that answered that poll... Yeah, we same had thing. ex-wives, ex-girlfriends. Boyfriend. We had that up on our MySpace. We we had the poll question uh, in our mood status, and so many people commented, "My ex, my ex-boyfriend, my ex-girlfriend, my ex-husband." That says a lot for those eHarmony.comers out there. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, demons. I really, being as I do have a, a Christian background um, and upbringing, I tend to believe that uh, a demon is nothing more than a, a fallen angel that uh, is working, I don't know how you want to put it, in cahoots, maybe that is a good word, with uh, with a darker force in our universe, you know, be it Satan, be it whatever it may be called. Um, personally, that's what I believe they are. I believe they're nothing more than uh, minions of the devil. Um, personally, that would be my, yeah, that would definitely be my interpretation of a demon. So far, I am totally with him on every answer. Okay. Do I win something at the end of this? <laughs> you might. Like you never know. <laughs> a brand new Buick. <laughs> uh, okay. The next one. I don't know what um, Florida is like as far as paranormal groups go and getting along. But this question is, is paranormal unity possible? I would hope so in the future. Uh, I know right now it does, as you're saying, uh, there are a lot of groups that compete with other groups. Uh, we're better than you. Your your effort stinks. We're much better. Um, I I would love to see more paranormal unity in the future, and, and not people trying to imitate and emulate what they see on television. Right. Right. Good answers. That's, that's the way I look at it. Um, again, you know, I, I was with a, a group prior to my, founding my own group. And um, I've had some issues with that group as well. I mean, nothing, nothing overtly, uh, nothing overtly bad per se, but there has been some tension. Um, there are a few groups in the area here where I'm at that um, certain businesses, if you go to tr- attempt to investigate them, will not allow anybody in but that particular group because we trust them. Right. And you know, and 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 things of that sort. To me, it bothers me because people close their minds. And they're only looking at a certain pinhole in the universe itself when they do something like that, you know. So paranormal yeah. unity and sharing of the information, you know, spreading the wealth, as it were, to me is 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 vital in this type of field, being as it's all theoretical and none of us really get paid for it. Well, what would help, too, is if the groups who have access to these locations invite other groups along. And, you know, that way the location owners would understand that, you know, they're vouching for them. So they well, would exactly. actually, more people would investigate. Well, exactly. And as well, one group might be able to, to, to come up with more evidence than, say, another group due to a different way of doing things. Right. You know, I mean, that's, uh, as, again, with my group, I tend to do my investigations a little differently, sometimes even with the lights on during an investigation uh-huh. to recreate the actual environment that the event occurred in. Yeah. You know, a lot of groups turn out the lights and put cameras on. They go sit in the corner and watch the wait to see what happens. You know, I, I don't like to do that all the time. I like to go in and just have the people, okay, go about your normal duties. We're not here, and we'll just see what happens. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, we do that sometimes, too. We'll leave the lights on. Um, Only because you're scared. Yes. <laughs> I'm just tired of wetting my pants each each investigation. <laughs> I, I can empathize. <laughs> the truth is out there for everyone to know. 
<laughs> but really, I, I do I do believe in paranormal unity, and I, I hope in the future that a lot of these other these new upstart groups that are trying to be Jason and Grant, and they're trying to be Zach and and Aaron and and whomever else. You know, yeah. I, I really wish they would just give it a break and just go in there and do some hardcore stunning of the paranormal, how it's done, how evidence is captured. Go in there and do it yourself. Don't don't pretend you're somebody else. Right, and experiment. Try new things. Try something nobody's ever tried before. I'm exactly. trying to be Zach. <laughs> I, you have the hair for it. I, I'm going to get the hair, and I'm, I'm pumping barbells before each investigation. <laughs> I'm more like Aaron in that context. <laughs> oh, he, Aaron's I'm my favorite. Going, you're not making me sit in that room in the dark. I like time. Aaron. He's I like cool. Aaron. He's my favorite one on the show. He's always shaking yeah. his head like Zach's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> because he's right, Jack. Yeah. Nuts. Mike, have you caught That's Ghost Lab? Have you caught Ghost Lab at all? Um, I unfortunately I I haven't. Great show. I, is it really? Yeah, it's my it's my favorite now. It's definitely really good. Try and catch it. Ghost Land. Lab. Lab. L-A-B, Ghost Lab. Lab. It's on the Discovery oh. Channel. A Tuesday nights at ten o'clock. Yes. Tuesday at ten. Okay, I'll definitely yeah. check that out. I've, I've I I may have heard of it now that you mention it. But I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's yeah, hosted it's really, by the Kling, really the Kling Brothers. Yeah. Their show. Oh. Great show. Cool Beans. Okay, moving on to the next... Did, wait a minute. Did you just say Cool Beans? Um, yes. That's my saying. Uh-oh. Sorry, my dad was from Brooklyn. Maybe that's a northern thing. <laughs> my mom was from Brooklyn. But, hey. she nev- but she never said Cool Beans. Oh, well, my dad said a lot of other things I can't say on the radio. So. <laughs> maybe you're my long-lost brother. Hey, you never know. <laughs> you know, uh, let me digress for a minute and ask you, do we huh. sound like we have New York accents? Um, um, the one person does. I won't say who. It's me, does. right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Because <laughs> I, I eat chocolate and I like coffee. She's very Long Island accent. We're all from Long Island, but I think Erica, she, she just... It comes out really. It comes out really bad, especially from drinking. Answer. See, people have said <laughs> I have one, but I I don't really hear it. It's not like you know. Um, you know what we're gonna have to do? We're gonna have to start our show one day. Yo, welcome to Island Ghost Radio. Bada boom, bada bing. <laughs> hey, tonight we're gonna talk uh, about ghosts. Growing up, my my stepdad, he, of course, he was from Brooklyn. My mother was from uh, Georgia. So growing up, I sounded Cajun. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, it was just a funky accent, and then when I um, I graduated high school and went to school for journalism, and I had to actually learn how to speak legibly where people would not hear an accent, and fortunately <laughs> it, it worked. The only time you really hear anything is when I'm heavily drunk, which... Uh, <laughs> Suddenly you sound like you're from the bayou, right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I guarantee. <laughs> oh, there's Zydeco in the background. It's kind of frightening, actually. <laughs> well... Let's move back to Uh-oh. the hot seat. The hot seat. <laughs> Someone's roasting. What do you believe ghosts are? What do I believe ghosts are? Well, first off, I really do believe that ourselves, you know, being as we are beings of energy, that a ghost is nothing more than that energy being released back into the environment. Um I know, of course, when the physical body dies, that energy, in my opinion, has to go somewhere. I don't just believe it, it just melts away back into the atmosphere and is gone. You know, due to the fact that we have a consciousness, uh, I feel that that consciousness goes on after death. And uh, hence, are, you know, a ghost. <laughs> right. For all intent and purpose. You know, I mean, I've, I have seen and have communicated with things that supposedly aren't supposed to be there, you know, and I know that it's there because I've, I've seen it. 
you know, as I know, I, I strongly, of course, being in a paranormal group, I would, but I do strongly believe in ghosts, and I, I do believe that that's what they are. They are nothing more than pure energy with a consciousness attached to it. Do you find it interesting that uh, religious groups or religious factions don't believe that there are ghosts, but yet they believe in the Holy Spirit and, you know, well, you know there's no such thing as ghosts? That's, that's very interesting. Um, what I believe, why I believe they feel that way, is that uh, a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of religious groups like to to keep uh, to keep spirituality in a box. You know what I mean by a box? They, uh, and I'm not knocking any any religious group, Christianity, anybody at all. But I, I do know from my upbringing uh, in the Catholic Church and then just in general Christian churches that a lot of people tend to just look to the Bible for the answers to everything. Where God wrote the Bible, he wanted us to open our minds and to expand them a little bit more. You know, mm. the Bible itself talks about ghosts other than the Holy Spirit, but they don't want to read that part because it scares them. Yeah. And it takes them out of their box, their safety zone. They don't want to open up and, and allow the universe to be what it's supposed to be for them. You know, I, that's something that has always, always bothered me. In fact, when I first joined the paranormal group, we were attending a church, and uh, I happened to wear a, a um, <clears throat> Caps uh, shirt to uh, church, and uh, everyone was like, "Oh, what's that? Is that one of those one of those Christian acronym shirts?" <laughs> yeah, you know. And I'm like, "No, it's the Atlantic Paranormal Society." And they're like, "Paranormal? Yeah, you know, like ghost hunting." Oh, you conjure up demons? Oh, boy. That's exact. I, I work with people who, when I yeah. first told about, yeah, they look at you, and, and I've had one person say, I'm worried about you. I'm afraid for you. Yeah, it's like, yeah. why? I, I've had that, too, and I'm like, well, I have a better interpretation of the spiritual realm than you, and, and you supposedly go to church every Sunday and, and know everything backwards and forwards. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I just, I find that very unappealing in a person to have such a closed mind to, to things, you know, especially an adult, you know, who, who claims to be very spiritually strong and, 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 and what have you. I just, it bothers me. And plus they look at you like there's something wrong with you. Like, well, I don't yeah, criticize but, you for your beliefs. Yeah. You know, but again, you know, that, that is the way a lot of, uh, a lot of religious groups are. And, uh, it's unfortunate because they lose so many, so many people that way, you know, they don't open up you know, and allow people to open their minds to different things. I mean, I'm not saying that you should go out and play with a Ouija board, you know. That's right, not right. No, that. we don't do that. No, that's, that's a bad, that's a big no-no, you know. You don't, no. I don't care who the Parker Brothers are. Don't play with the Ouija board, you know. But uh, I, I do believe that people should definitely open up, you know. Not everything that goes bump in the night is a, is, is, is a demon. Don't you, know, you think a lot of people that are into ghost hunting, I'm not everybody, but it's made them more spiritual? I think to a degree it does because it really makes you sit back and you go, hmm, there must be life after death, you know, and it just opens up that whole spectrum that really in church, again, going back to that, you don't hear about, you know, in the, in the Christian Bible, it says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that you go straight to heaven or you go straight to hell. And my interpretation of it is God is everywhere. Well, then God's in the room with me. So if I pass away, my spirit is in the room. You know, okay, you could look at it as saying, I'm with the Lord then. <laughs> right. You know, but, but people don't interpret it that way, unfortunately. But I really do. I think that the people that, that are more involved in paranormal groups uh, who, who do uh, ghost hunt per se, I believe it really does open their minds up more to uh, the spiritual side of, of life itself. I agree. Well, that brings me to a deep question then. 
Do you believe that the spirits that linger, um, you know, many people have this belief that they just haven't crossed over. Do you think that's true? Or do you think that there's kind of like a, I don't know, a rotating door where they can come and go? What do you, what do you think is going on in the afterlife? Well, I think there's many things going on, really. Um, again, it, it goes down to circumstance or what have you. you know, if someone is really at a good example, say you're 80, 90 years old, you've lived your life, you don't want to live anymore, and you pass away, I think that if you really want to go to the light or what have you, whatever, leave this earthly plane, I, I believe that if you're willing to do so, you do. And I, I believe there's people that when they pass away, they aren't ready to go yet. You know, they're, they, in a way, just want to kind of hang around and, and finish something that maybe they started or or the life they were given wasn't long enough. Uh, sometimes uh, I think uh, people that have died tragically in accidents or, or had forbid homicide or what have you, I think a lot of times as well tend to stay around to, uh, to uh, almost to, to justify, you know, they're dying. They want to be able to try to, you know, seek um, revenge or what have you. I don't know if revenge is a good word, but right. try to get those who have done harm to them maybe to uh, to justice or what have you. Or or on the other on the other hand, uh, maybe they were uh, really bad people and they're afraid to cross over because they're their judgment. Well, exactly, too. Um, again, you know, there's people that have committed murders, criminals or what have you. Perhaps they're just afraid of what's on the other side and they're afraid of their judgment. You know, that's another uh, good one as well. And then some people just want to maybe hang out and, and watch their grandchildren grow up or what have you. Or sometimes people don't even know that they're dead, you know, and they, they are going around their daily lives as if they're still alive and have no clue that 20, 30 years have passed, you know, 40 years, yeah. two, two years, you know. Yeah. That's another uh, one of my theories, I believe, too, is that a lot of spirits don't have a clue that they're actually dead. Yeah. Which sounds bizarre, but, you know, to us, because we're alive. But I guess once you pass, maybe things change. I would assume it would. But. Yeah. Maybe it happens so fast, you don't realize what's happened. You're like, where am I? Well, I have a good, I, I do have a good example of something like that if, if I, um, if we have the time for it. Go for yeah. it. Okay, awesome. Um, this apartment that I lived in, um, I lived in a little place, Pinellas Park, which is uh, a little suburb, perhaps you could call it, within St. Pete here in Florida. Um, this apartment that my um, my wife and I had moved into, we had some uh, friends over one evening, uh, kind of a housewarming party, you know, welcome to the new apartment. And I had to go to the bathroom, and I left the balcony area where we were standing, and I walked through the kitchen. And I made my right turn into the hallway to go to the bathroom, and standing in my hallway is this woman, just completely standing there like I'm standing in front of, you know, a mirror looking at myself. It was just this, and she had this, it's like shocked look on her face, which is probably the same look I had on my face at the time. <laughs> you know, and then she just disappeared, and I was like, "Well, oh, that was strange." You know, and I went to the bathroom, and um, we started noticing more sounds in the house. Um, it sounded like people having a conversation in our living room, and then you'd go out there, and then there's nothing. Um, doors would open and shut. You hear bumping. You hear voices. You know, and one night, in fact, it was Halloween last year. Uh, my my wife and myself were going to a Halloween party, and I I spoke to the spirit in the house. I said, "Okay, we're going to be back later. Give me a sign that you're here, so that I know I'm not crazy. That I did really see you." And we left, and we came back. 
course, it, it had to go to the restroom. Go figure. It's always centering around the bathroom. <laughs> God, go figure. Um, I go into the bathroom, and I'm doing my, you know, I'm relieving myself in the bathroom. And number one or number two? Oh, oh. here we go. Well, Paper uh, or plastic? Number one. <laughs> <laughs> and as I'm doing that, I look over into the, uh, into the tub, and I see my son's bottle of shampoo laying in the tub. The, the lid is popped open, but none of it's leaked out. Now, I'm thinking, well, you know, that could have fallen off the windowsill, whatever. But I thought it was interesting. I was like, hmm, that's cool. So I picked it up and put it back. I went back into the kitchen to grab a, a headache powder <clears throat> due to the excessive amount of alcohol I had consumed that night. And my headache powders were not in their usual place. They were on the counter. <laughs> I'm the sorry. And the was half ripped what, on it. What the heck is headache powders? But go well, ahead. We'll talk about that later. BC powders, goodies, headache powders. Okay. Maybe it's just a Florida thing. I don't know. I think so. We yeah. take aspirin. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. It's just in powder form. We we swallow pills. What do you do? Snort it? <laughs> no, it's just, it, that, that's a whole different show, I guess. I oh, God. <laughs> but anyway, so that had happened, and I was like, hmm, that's quite intriguing. And then, of course, a couple of times, uh, maybe a couple of weeks later, uh, this person gave me two more signs that they were there. And uh, we actually called a, a different, separate paranormal group in to check our apartment out. And uh, we come to find out the woman um, was, a, was a mom, and her son was there as well. Her son had passed on as well. And apparently she hadn't been a good mom, and her son had done some awful things in life. And she was trying to get him to cross over with her. He wouldn't go out of spite of her and was doing things that would basically hurt and upset her. And all this is going on in our apartment, our little apartment, me, my wife, and my son. You know? Wow. Wait, the, the other paranormal group that came in discovered all this? Were they using a psychic? Um, they did. Oh, okay. Uh, the, leader of, the leader of that group, um, she is a psychic. She had another psychic as well that came in. Um, within five minutes, she caught the woman's voice on tape calling her name, which was quite interesting. And we that's how we found out the whole situation. And I did some research on the property as well and found out that about 20 years prior to the apartments being built there, the condos, that there had been a cabin on that property, and there was a an old woman that lived there with her son. Hmm. Like, hmm, that's quite interesting. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Actually wow. gives me the chills to even talk about it because it was a really – emotional it really was it was a really emotional experience in that in that place i'd never forget it was she dressing in old-time clothes well honestly i i don't recall because when i the one time that i did see her it was mostly just her face because she was about my height which is really tall for a woman because i'm six foot tall yeah and it was just she i'll never forget her face she just had this shocked look like whoa what are you doing here you know <laughs> And coincidentally, in that hallway, on one side was our air conditioning unit. On the other side was our switch box to the house. Ah. So they had a lot of EMF right in that area. Right. Hmm. Now, I have to ask, uh, when you saw her, were you thinking intruder, or did you just immediately th say to yourself, this is a ghost? Um, at first, I was like, holy beep, you know, because there was a person <laughs> right in my hallway. Um, I didn't think it was an intruder at all. I mean, I could tell by looking at her that she was, it was a spirit. It wasn't necessarily a flesh-and-blood human being standing in front of me. Right. But, I mean, it was the features were so visible. I mean, it was, it was. It was almost like looking right at, you know, right at another person standing in my hallway. And I've, I've had that happen before, but it was just so unexpected that moment. And I literally ran into her, you know. <laughs> 
I'm making a mad dash to the bathroom, and <laughs> she is kind of hanging out in my hallway going, oh, look, I can see myself now, and then boom, you know, it was a little freaky. <laughs> oh, wow. That is freaky. <laughs> but, you know, at the end, it, it we did, uh, we were able to, to help her out to a degree, you know, the other group that came in, and it was, it really was a... Uh, it was, in fact, probably the most interesting investigation I've ever been involved with in my own life, ever. And I wasn't even the one doing the investigation. Nice. Well, how does it affect your wife and your son? Well, um, it was affecting both of them, definitely. Uh, the, the, the male spirit, which was the son, um, was his place to hide in the apartment was in my son's bedroom. Great. Yeah, and he became my, my, my uh, son's uh, imaginary friend or brother, if you want to call it. That's what he called him. And uh, <clears throat> strange things would happen. Like one day I'm, I'm in the room, in my bedroom, and I noticed my son had gotten uh, really quiet. And I'm like, what's he up to? And he's a very ADHD kid, so him being quiet is not good. Yeah. So I, I come out of the room, and I, I go and I walk into my son's room just in time to catch him tightening a belt around his neck. Oh, jeez. <gasps> oh, like, crap. Oh, oh, man. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? You know, and he's like... Well, my brother told me to do this. I'm like, no, 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 no. Your brother is full of beep, you know. No, no. What are you oh, doing, son? Have you lost your mind? You know, that happened. Um, one time uh, he comes up to me and he goes, Daddy, how would you feel if you stabbed Mommy in the stomach? Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he was doing stuff, and it had tried to attach itself to my wife. Um, I won't even go into that, oh. but, I mean, it was it was really, this guy was, was a nutcase. He was just that way, and, uh, in fact... We caught him growling in my son's bedroom the night we did the investigation, trying to sound intimidating. Yeah. It didn't work, but, yeah, it was it was very strange. I mean, he almost literally attached himself to my wife. I mean, it was just very, very bizarre. And then it was just one of those moments where you were like, I can't believe this is happening in my own home. <laughs> you know, but, but once all that was dispersed and, and what have you, uh, things it was it was like you know doves were flying out of the out of the closets again. It was just nice. It was peaceful. You know, it was very and it was weird too because really when we first moved in, you could feel it. You could feel like a a tenseness in the house, like there was tension. Yeah. You know, in the, well in the apartment, you know, it was, and once all that was gone, it was very very serene, quiet, peaceful. So how did you uh, how did you rid him from the house? Well, the group uh, that had come in uh, has a, a member of their group that his his energy, his aura. I don't know how to really explain it, but they tend to take him in because he's good at cleansing. And basically, the ghosts kind of run from him. I, I can't explain it really any more than that. <laughs> and, mm. uh, Interesting. He would he they, he went in there and uh, basically they he went in did his thing and. Uh, said some prayers, and, and it was gone. You could tell the difference immediately in the, in the house. Does this group that came in investigated, uh, do they still exist? They do. They do. Um, they're, um, in fact, I can give you the name of the group. Uh, they're a great group. They're called uh, Pinellas Pasco Paranormal. They're in, uh, in uh, Pasco County here okay. in Florida. No, I always recommend them to anybody that has any type of a... a any type of a violent spirit or anything like that in their home. I, I strongly recommend them. Just one of the best groups in the state of Florida, in my in my uh, opinion. Now, do your uh, friends and family who aren't into the paranormal do they think you're nuts for believing in this? 
Um, some of them do. In fact, uh, I spoke to my sister yesterday on the phone, and she goes, so are you still doing that ghost thing? And yeah, I'm it's, like, it's yeah. the ghost thing, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, the, the, the with thing. the accent, are you still doing the ghost thing? And I'm like, yes, I'm still doing the ghost thing. I'm the founder of the group. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Just a phase. It, it, yeah, sometimes it does affect members, uh, family members, in a negative way, unfortunately. But, well, that's to be expected. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, sure you guys have that same experience in your family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we all do. <laughs> yeah. We get the odd looks and uh, whatever you're into, you know. Oh, yeah. Here's the, here comes the black sheep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Love that one. I just go, bah. <laughs> Back off. You know, yeah, but who are they going to run to when they have trouble? Yeah, exactly. Yep. You won't believe what's happening. Oh, I had a neighbor like that in the apartment that I lived in. She lived downstairs from me and didn't believe anything in ghosts and thought we were full of, you know, poop or whatever. And uh, <laughs> one day I'd taken my son outside to play, and she comes up to me, and she says, you know, something weird happened in my apartment. And I'm like, what happened? She goes, well, I was laying on the couch, and I thought my husband had come home, and I heard a man voiding his bladder in the bathroom. And I got up thinking it was him, and there was nobody there. Oh, God. So did you still have to <laughs> pee in the afterlife? Damn. I, I guess so. <laughs> I, I mean... I must have been a residual. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, that's that's what I'm thinking it was, but I didn't help, right? I just went, oh, that, that's interesting. Hmm, well, well, let me know if it happens again. You know, <laughs> if I have to leave some kind of uh, footprint in time, I hope it's not, uh, like, me pooping, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. A urine was, noise. Unfortunately, I wouldn't want to be remembered that way. Yeah. You know? It's that ghost mic again, uh, peeing. Yeah. I, I just, you know, it's, I don't know. Close the door next time. You never hear ghost gas, though, you know? Do you? Well, you know, the house that I lived in, um, my wife and I lived in, um, every night around between 10 and 10.30 in the evening, um, this one ghost would, for a while it was in our house and then it left, but it would you would know it was there by its odor. It just had this horrible odor, and we called him Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> Stinky the ghost. Yeah, I, I, knew, I would be sitting at the computer working, and all of a sudden I'd feel like a little wind go over my shoulder, and I'd go... Oh, hi, Stinky. It must was he be time, farting uh, on you? <laughs> the wind? It o'clock. <laughs> yeah, he was strange. Wow. Well, we had another... That, that house itself, oh, my God, there was like 50,000 stories I could tell you about that place. But. Well, you don't live there anymore, right? <laughs> no, no, not in that house. Do you know who is living there right now? <laughs> my um, ex-sister-in-law is living there, actually, now. Does she experience anything? Well, I know that she did a long time ago. I haven't spoken to her recently, so I, I really I don't know. I know that she does have uh, four, three or four children in the house, so I'm sure something's going on there. Yeah. With all that energy. Yeah. But, um, no, we had a spirit in that house that we named Charlie that my wife used to um, actually uh, communicate with. And, and uh, I come home from work one night, and she goes, hey, I found a way to communicate with Charlie. And I'm like, oh, joy, how is that? <laughs> and she whistles, and then he whistled back. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, heard it. Oh, yeah, I, I did the same thing. So I whistled, and he whistled back. And I'm like... How about that? We can communicate with him. Cool. Well, one night I got up to go to the bathroom around 3 in the morning. Again, the bathroom. <laughs> Again, the bathroom. <laughs> guess who was hanging out in the bathroom? Yeah, Charlie. Ah. Uh, yeah. He... You know, I'm, I'm in my DVDs. It's dark. It's nighttime. <laughs> I turned the corner to walk into the bathroom, and all of a sudden, I didn't see anything, but it just felt like all the, almost like all the energy in the bathroom kind of pulled away from me real fast. And I was like, whoa, sorry. I'll just go to the bathroom in the morning. Sorry. You know, oh, like man. I caught him off guard or something. I, I don't know, but yeah, it was it was a freaky experience. I mean, it just felt like somebody pulled back real fast from me. You could almost hear it. 
Huh. I thought you were going to say you, uh, you were peeing and he started whistling at you. <laughs> yeah, that would not have been a fun experience to do. Yeah, might have done more than, than pee on. Yeah. yeah. Not good. <laughs> no way, I'm busy. <laughs> well, Mike, I got one last question for you. Sure. Um, who in the paranormal field do you admire, living or dead? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, let me see. I don't really necessarily. Well, I, I can say this. I can. I can probably say this in all honesty. I would have to say it's. It's actually um, a duo. I wouldn't say it's necessarily one singular person. Right. That's fine. Um, I would. I would have to say it would probably be Jason and Grant from Taps. Not necessarily for their show, but for the fact that uh, even originally when they first started their group, <clears throat> back when it was Rhode Island Paranormal. Right. Um, they they go in and they want to find solid evidence. You know they don't believe that everything they caught was real, um, and they're excellent tutors. I mean they really teach so much themselves, even you know on their show as far as uh, how to use the equipment, what equipment is used, um, just the terminology. Even if you go to their website, there's just endless information on their website. Yeah. As far as you know, from from thousands of sources literally, that um, really teach you the basics of, of the spirit world, ghost hunting, per se. Um, again, the show itself, eh, over the last few years, I, I, I don't know, yeah. per se. Um, I know they do have a new show out called, I think it's Ghost Hunters Academy. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine is actually going to be on one of the episodes. She works in uh, St. Augustine. She deals with all the paranormal groups that come in to that area to do any... Uh, investigating or what have you, they have to go through her first. Uh-huh. And she's a member of my group now, by the way. Which oh. is good. But, um, so she knows Steve. She knows Tango rather well. Um, and they, I guess, asked her, invited her onto one of their shows, which is, I thought was really cool, you know, for them to do that. But I would, I would definitely have to say that, that Jason and Grant, as far as uh, people I admire in the field, because really, you know, as well, they brought what they did to the limelight more than anybody else did. They were almost like the founding fathers of, of paranormal television, if you want to call it that. You right. Know, for I mean, what yeah. it's worth today, you know. But, yeah, they brought uh, yeah. it into the mainstream, legitimized yeah, it. Most definitely. Yeah. Well, Mike Ghirardelli, <laughs> we appreciate having you on the show. It's been a pleasure. Oh, no Thanks for being I'm our guest. It's, it's Ghirardelli, by the way. It's Ghirardelli? Ghirardelli. Like the, like the chocolate, Ghirardelli. I'm sorry, I've been so, saying it wrong all night. You've been pronouncing the chocolate and Mike's name wrong. I have. Uh, I've been I've been mispronouncing the chocolate. Five demerit points for her. Oh no, no, we had a really, really good. It, it doesn't matter. I can really care less. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, do you want to give everyone your website? Um, well, right now the website itself is not a uh, functioning per se. It's still in uh, progress. I can give the MySpace. MySpace is good. Um, would be. Um, of course, www.myspace.com forward slash, forward slash, I can't speak now, uh, Ghosts Fear Us. Ghosts Fear Us. Ghosts Fear Us. And your group is Shadow World Paranormal Studies, am I correct? Uh, that's correct. Awesome. Uh, we thank you for joining us tonight, Mike. Thank you. Yay. Oh, it was good talking to you guys. It was good talking cool. to you. Have cool a good beans. night. Bye, Mike. <laughs>